0: Welcome to the Chick Foley Show.
1: What is up, Foley? Fam, we are back with episode one hundred sixty two. At the chick Foley show, we're covering a huge week in figure news, going to talk a little bit about NXT 2.0, and the big thing for this week is previewing the Elimination Chamber coming to you live from Saudi Arabia this weekend. But before we get to any of that, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm
0: doing good. I am coming off a, a big high from last night. I had a perfect fully fam picks league card i needed i needed a, a great showing to get myself into the playoffs and i just i mean i couldn't have made it any better i got all the bonus points i, I got all the matches correct so uh, i'm picking
1: up steam to to
0: freaking plow everybody over during
1: the playoffs yeah starting off the playoffs in that this weekend we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit marco how's life up in massachusetts
2: Good, good. I'm I'm coming off of the off the high of that uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Still uh, getting all the nostalgic feels yeah. from the uh, from the early two thousand. So, yeah, would, uh, I mean, I'm still riding that high. So, I mean, I did have a perfect card though as well, but someone didn't acknowledge that but we'll we'll move on from
3: there (laughs) so you
1: know Phil was off in the UK I knew it was going to be a high interest show because of uh you know all the playoff ramifications so I was kind of doing the live scoring that math is a little bit complex man trying to keep up with season totals and totals for the night Marco me and you were so far down at the bottom of the standings I was kind of just giving like you know half a glance at our stuff man we I realized that uh, Brian Baker really wrapped up uh last place like you know with a bullet like (laughs) had you know he it was kinda of like us two, uh, Brian and Francis kinda of in the mix for worst of the season and Brian just ran away with it last night. I think he I don't think he picked one thing right. So uh <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really too worried about us down there at the bottom.
4: Uh Jordan,
1: you're gonna be in the playoffs with Sheena, man. How's life out in Nebraska?
4: Man, life is good. Uh just working a lot and you know, man, it just Doing the grind, but uh, excited to talk some wrestling with you guys tonight. It's been a couple weeks, so I'm excited.
0: This is the perfect escape, man. You know, get your you know weekly grind, and then we get to break it up right here in the middle of the week and uh, have some fun.
4: Yeah, Yeah. and uh,
1: I know we had a couple people hitting us up saying you know they missed the weekly episodes. You know, we we feel that too. We understand, appreciate the support. Uh, We are going to bring you guys another episode probably Monday night. It'll drop. Uh, we'll do our elimination, uh, a little quickie for the elimination chamber review and all the, all the recap for that as we, uh, We really hit the the fast lane to WrestleMania, if you will. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media.
0: You can find me on Instagram, at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And you can always join our Foley fam over on uh, ChickFoleyShow.com. Like I said, we have our our playoffs happening right now in the Foley Picks League. And a new season is going to start up pretty soon. So make sure you get in in time for that because the Foley Picks League is so much fun. Yeah, it was a
1: ton of fun. It really just adds a lot of juice to every single event. You know what it was is we kept uh, it started after SummerSlam. We started doing predictions for every single pay per view or every big episode of Dynamite or NXT, and uh, you know we're rolling into the playoffs for it now. So it's over 100 bucks. The winner's getting plus. We have some custom figure championship belts commemorating the Foley Picks League made by uh, Dan Turnquist, and the winner each season gets those. So the new season should be starting up uh, either at WrestleMania or shortly after WrestleMania. So. It's perfect time to to join the Foley fam. We also had the first-ever halftime Heat uh, Chick-Foley Rumble this year at the Super Bowl. So me and Gene actually missed out on the halftime show. You guys know first heard us talk about it before where we get on 2K and simulate a, uh, a rumble with basically the greatest roster of talent ever put together. It's a ton of fun. And, uh you know it was no different th- this time around so right at, we had it ready to go right at halftime as soon as yeah. uh, the clock hit zero in the second quarter we started it up it was a blast
0: we had our first ever aew Rumble champion yeah the Kenny, Omega man Kenny Omega is the official uh, chick Foley Rumble winner so yeah that was that was pretty cool to to have our first aew entrant in the Rumble all
1: right Marco what's big with the pod foundation this
2: week oh man we got a couple of things so uh we had a a, a rehash or like a a, a a re a regrouping of the uh, turnbuckle sessions uh this past Friday so new format new hosts uh, really really not new hosts we have the OG fig kid um, along with Mike Belcaster together um if you guys didn't get to listen to it it definitely is a different feel to it um as opposed to like the uh, the interview style format he had it's more of kind of like a you know like a morning morning talk morning radio like type of thing which is pretty cool uh they cover pretty much everything from like wrestling to the olympics and you you name it they talk about it so it's actually a really good yeah, feel I'll definitely listen to that um and then on uh the debates this week we have uh an invasion from the uh from from extra cooler matt and uh matt and nick show up they tag teamed the
3: tavern, they, they
0: ta- they the tavern this yeah week. they they
2: were they weren't going in alone they were smart they uh they had each other's backs on that one. Um, That's right. Yeah, they, uh, they they played it smart. But uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, if you if you miss hearing my voice week to week for those out there, you can hear me on the Raw Down on the Turnbuckle feed. So, I mean, hear my shenanigans over there. That's pretty much it. Yeah,
1: I really dig the Raw Down because I don't necessarily I, I watch it if you know I'm not I don't got anything else going on around the house, but I don't make it it's strict of a point to watch every single minute of WWE television each week. So it's a great way to just kind of get caught up on any big segments that you may have missed because WWE is picking up some steam right now. Um, It's a little bit better than the creative has been the last six months or so, which isn't saying much, but yeah, it is WrestleMania season and they always tend to to round into their their A plus form. Uh, We want to remind you guys to support our two presenting sponsors. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles and use code PF10 to save 10% at Chalkline courtesy of the Pod Foundation, and shout out to Pod Foundation member Extra Cooler He's going to have his first ever yeah. Chalkline jacket available very soon, inspired by the classic WWF Hasbro line. Real
0: quick, um, we had you know it's been a while. We usually just try to recap what's happened in the last couple of days because we're usually on a weekly schedule. But uh, J Bone from Coming Down the Aisle this past week, um, he interviewed Matthew Balk uh, that created the Smoking Skull belt on Coming Down the Aisle. So right. make sure yeah make sure you listen to that like i said it was it's been a few days since that episode posted but uh yeah still that, that content's evergreen over there with that interview so yes. ch-
1: make sure to check that out too very interesting hearing how that belt came about so yeah definitely check that one out um you guys ready to talk vengeance day oh yeah, yeah. all right so nxt vengeance day no more takeover they're just you know the branded name when triple h had his his, uh, you know, coronary event takeover went along with him. So it's just wow. vengeance day. Jeez. It was a fun night at wrestling though. Sheena, what were your thoughts on the show?
0: I was really surprised. I, it was, I was extremely sports entertained by the whole thing. All the matches were good. I felt like the the show went quickly. You know, it didn't kind of like drag on. Uh, and uh, I was impressed. I had a good time during that show. Obviously, it didn't hurt that my, my car was just stacking up perfect match after match after match, which kind of just, you know. Made my it made my excitement uh, that much greater.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it too. I uh, it was just a great show top to bottom. I mean, it did it felt like a takeover from that cage match at at the start to the uh, that awesome main event with uh, Santos Escobar and Braun Breaker. Oh yeah. Um, I know NXT seemed a little bit flat out of the gate. I think they they were just selling so much stuff at us when they had their initial rebrand. Um, Jordan, what's your thoughts, man? Does it it, it kind of feels to us like it's gaining momentum, but, you know, me and Sheen are just huge marks. So, uh, <laughs> I'm asking you, man, you, you got a probably more critical eye towards uh, pro wrestling than us, man. What, what do you think? Is NXT 2.0 starting to gain some steam?
4: I'll say this. It, it's definitely better than it was when they obviously rebranded. Um, I, I still don't think it's a must-watch every week, but I, we're, we're getting back to it a little bit. I feel like they're starting to slim down on who they use on the weekly show, which is probably a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, man, last night was last night was a big step for them. That was probably the best show. That, I mean, it was definitely the best show they've had since they rebranded. But uh, Braun being the champion does help a lot, I think, because he's just got such a big personality. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was a great show last night. And, yeah, it's definitely getting better. Like I said, I still don't think it's must must watch every week, but it's, yeah. it's definitely getting better.
1: Yeah, it's the good thing is it's a totally different feel for Raw and SmackDown, and I mean it is a 180 from the NXT Black and Gold, right? The NXT Black and Gold, especially. Up until the time that went on USA every week, that was like wrestling nirvana. You know, Triple H was going and bringing in all the best indie talent from around the world and telling these amazing stories that would build to these just incredible takeover shows, which were without a doubt like the. The best brand of shows in wrestling was the old NXT takeovers. Um,
0: And it was just about wrestling. I feel like, you know, everybody didn't have to have this over-the-top gimmick. You know, we had those sprinkled in, but it was just about, like you said, bringing in the best talent there was and just putting on five-star matches,
1: like, you know, month after month after month. Yeah, definitely. What we we got now, to me, it's kind of like a mix between WWF New Generation and, like, old studio wrestling, like Georgia Mm -hmm. Championship Wrestling or, like, Mid-South, where – it, it's smaller stories right it's, it's big colorful characters but they're telling like smaller stories you know these don't these don't feel like you know gigantic epic struggles anymore it's just kind of like small stories going from week to week but it, it's really enjoyable you know i'm, I'm having fun with it it's kind of putting me in mind of like the nwa power series um from 2019 when nwa was really going strong and, and i've been a fan uh you know, and I'm liking it more and more every single week. Um, there is some more NXT we're getting soon. 205 Live is no more. We knew its days had to be numbered when the Cruiserweight Championship went bye bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go back a couple episodes ago to listen to our tearful eulogy for that title. <laughs> um, and we have the new show, NXT Level Up, which, from all indications, is basically going to be like a true developmental show. These are the guys who aren't quite ready for prime time on NXT 2.0. And they're going to be competing exclusively on Friday nights after SmackDown mm-hmm. on um, on Peacock. Uh, Marco, what do you think of the the Level Up concept?
2: Um, I, I like it because the way we were the way we were speaking back when uh, the whole NXT, you know, the kind of like the burial of it happening, we were kind of scared that you know the developmental part of it was going to be gone and um, you know, them being able to create talent and you know put all these new people on um, was going to kind of ruin the brand. But now, you know, they're they're taking um, 205 live and making it, it kind of like an Nxt uh like i, I called it uh the A- nX pre like the you, before <laughs> before you get on nxt 2.0 you you go on nxt level up and then you get um you get your, you, you 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 get your bones and all that stuff so now nah, I, I like it i am you know I, I think it's gonna bring back like that um that early Nxt feel um even before like uh triple h bringing in the um all the indie all the indie guys and you know they had those like Developed characters and stuff like the, you know, like the wide family and um, yeah, the uh, the old Florida Championship Wrestling yeah. shows. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's what it's going to be like. Um And then from there, I think that'll definitely help um, uh, with the recognizable like faces when they do move up to NXT 2.0 instead of you know every week seeing these different promos of different people that are supposed to appear on on this show and you've never seen them before. So now you're going to be able to see them before they actually hit like the the big time on the NXT 2.0. So I'm kind of excited yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, um, for a while there, it was just hard to keep up with all the new characters they were debuting. They were just throwing so much stuff at us every single week on 2.0. Um, the show-off made his presence felt in the main event. He had a hellified super kick. I
0: thought it was on, on, yes. uh, what
1: happened. On Braun Breaker. I was like,
0: oh man, this she is going to you know, ruin my perfect card here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot, Sheen. Will Dolph Ziggler win the NXT championship? Ooh.
0: No. Um, I, I think, you know, he's going to you know, have his debut and fight uh, Ciampa next week, which is going to be a banger. Like, let's be real. It's going to be an awesome match. I can see him. If he does win it, he's not going to win it from Braun. I just, I don't think that they're going to allow their their fresh young talent to get beat by somebody. We loved Dolph on this show. Let me preface my statement by saying we loved Dolph on the show. We see his potential. Like, we think he is amazing. Like, you know, we've been calling main event, uh, calling for a main event run for him for a long time, right? But... I don't think they're going to allow him to like beat Braun Breaker. You know, he's just kind of he's an old head, you know, and he's uh not of today. So even though it's going to be a great match and it'll be cool to see um, Dolph put Braun over, he's not going to he's not going to take the title from Braun.
1: I uh, to me, I feel like the coolest thing they could do would be have Dolph um, have Dolph fuck Braun out of the belt at some point in the next couple weeks, win it, and then you already got a big NXT show, WrestleMania weekend. I think it's going to be during the day before night one of WrestleMania, what a perfect way to give Braun his, uh, his crowning achievement or his crowning moment. And win that belt back become a two-time NXT champ and and win the belt back going over Dolph at WrestleMania weekend, one way or another, I think that's definitely going to be the headline match for, um, for NXT uh, for their WrestleMania show, whatever they end up calling it this year. I think you're going to see Dolph versus Braun in the main event. Mm -hmm. And that'll be a hell of a match. Uh, Jordan, we don't got this one in the format, but I'm going to put you on the spot, man. Who is the next main roster guy you want to see go have a
4: run in NXT? Ooh. Dude, I, I would love to see Owens go back just because I loved his NXT run so much. Um, yeah. I don't think
0: make he, he, he make an appearance back down there a while? He like
4: fought a, in War Games in 2019. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just I, – I don't think he's going to go back. Yeah. Um, you know, I honestly, and, and I don't love him as a wrestler, but I think Dominic would be cool to go down to NXT, honestly. Yeah.
1: That would be good. I yeah. Think good for I him, too, I think. Yeah. We talked about that before. That, like, maybe once, I'm assuming Ray's got to be retired within the next year or so. Maybe once that happens, send Dominic down to kind of, like, you know, do, do some finishing school down at NXT and then come back up uh, as, you know, the the final product when he gets to the main roster. Yeah. I like that You're idea. You're
0: saying he needs to level up.
1: Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Marco, how about you, man? You got anybody
2: you'd like to see go down to Orlando for a run, man? Um, right now, um, I mean, may, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura, Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I always want. Awesome. Yeah, I always want to see him go back and take on some of those guys there. I was gonna say Sami Zayn because I love. I love what Sami Zayn's doing right now. And I think his character yeah. would like fit perfectly with the NXT 2.0 crowd. Just like he's he's doing that like insane thing. And he's just, it, it'd be, I think he'd be really, uh, I think he'd be really good down there just to be, call conspiracies oh, this, all this over would, the place. This
0: would never happen. Um, But Seth Rollins going back down to NXT. That'd be fun for, too. For a stint would be so much fun, it, I, think. You, I, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know what? I think he would just raise the intensity of that entire show. Again. I like he's
1: just too big of a star. He, he is, no, he, I,
0: said, I said it will never happen. Yeah. But, We're just fantasy booking and throwing stuff against the wall. But
2: Seth Rollins would be. But I think his uh, his his attire would definitely fit with the theme of (laughs) NXT 2.0. So that's right. Who knows? That's true. He'll even get crazier. Who
1: knows? (laughs) You know, I'd like to see, man. If you're looking for somebody to go down there and have a handful of badass matches, they're not doing much with him on the main roster right now. Shelton Benjamin, because he can still go just like he was in the prime. You could send him down there. He'd be immediately credible threat. I mean, you could book him to go after the North American Championship or the NXT Championship, and it would be totally believable. And you know the matches would just be incredible, man. Like you imagine Shelton and Braun going at it? Both got a little bit of amateur athletic background and stuff. Like, that would be a hell of a fight. I would like to see
3: B.E.
0: and Braun.
1: Yeah. I think that would be that's That's a match we definitely got to see someday. But, yeah, uh, uh, Shelton would be my pick to go down. Uh, Let's have a drink before we get into the – Elimination Chamber Preview. Alright, it's time for the Bandwidth where we talk about what we're sipping on while we podcast. Uh, Marco, get it started this week, man. What are you drinking?
2: I am, uh, so I'm drinking this beer. My uh, wife, uh, for my birthday uh, this past December, she, uh, um, Gummy sends the subscription to this, like, monthly, uh, beer club, so they send, like, a case of beers, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, I'm nice. drinking this, yeah, I'm drinking this one, it's called, uh, it's from Sweetwater Brewing Company in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and it's an Extra Pale Ale, um, Extra okay. Pale Ale 420. white. Uh yes yeah um <laughs> it, I was I was kind of afraid because <laughs> it said yeah, they'll give you the hell of any kind of beer now that you can buy it's extra pale yeah, but you know? yeah I was kind of scared because it says 420 on it so I thought it was kind of like infused with weed or something like that but I don't, I don't think so we'll, we'll we'll see when I finish it we'll see what happens if you, you call me and I I don't uh answer you know I'm uh, zoned out somewhere. <laughs>
4: Uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking, uh, it's called Ninja vs. Unicorn. It's a double IPA. It's from I-Porks Brewing Company out of Chicago. Um, This is probably one of my favorite beers I've had in the last year, and I came across another four-pack of the dinner. dinner. I was like, what better way to round the night out with a four-pack of this? All right, nice, man. I'm drinking uh, some Norfolk local beer here by Smart Mouth Brewing,
1: one of our favorite craft brewers. This is Giddy Up. It's a Cowboy Coffee Imperial Milk Stout, which is not my normal there? flavor, but I've, huh. yeah, I'm really good on a Smart Mouth kick here lately and uh, been buying pretty much anything they put out. So it is super strong. It's actually got coffee and, like, dark chocolate mixed in with the brew and it said uh it's 7.9 percent alcohol so it's hitting uh this is the last one of the pack so obviously i drank them all but yeah not a huge fan of the stouts how about you guys are you guys big stout fans no i
3: like yeah, I, I like a stout. yeah i love yeah. a stout
1: nice all right uh sheena what are you drinking
0: i'm drinking um again by our local brewery smart mouth brewing company here in norfolk uh it's called second chance uh it's a blackberry mango sour ale and it's uh you know kind of a uh, in honor of all the uh, the pound puppies out there, all the rescue dogs, it's got a little dog on the on the front, and it says Second Chance. So I'm gonna pour a little bit out for my for my homie Penny and uh, drink this uh, delicious delicious sour ale. It's freaking, it's hitting too. It's really really good.
1: Nice. Uh, do you guys remember last year we had the um, the Lucky Charms IPA during the uh, the breakfast cereal bracket? Oh yeah. Back in March. So they Smart Mouths dropping another cereal pack this year. So. They're bringing back the Lucky Charm IPA. They're also dropping a fruity pebbles-inspired sour ale, and then there is a Rice Krispie Treats-inspired uh, blonde lager. Maybe, maybe, maybe we
0: favorite. need some sort of uh, an, another cereal-themed podcast, like we did. You know, we need, yeah. uh, we need to yeah. update, find a new. That new last category. one was the last
1: one was such a masterpiece, man. I don't know how we we'd have to come up with something good.
0: Yeah. Did we, we release that to the public? too? Yeah, I? we okay. ended up releasing. So, yeah, yeah, that was
1: the where we stitched together all three episodes into one. Yeah, and, uh, it
0: was an exclusive episode. So if you want to go back in the archives and find it, we did. Oh, we ranked all the the top serials of all time. So uh, it was a tournament between myself, the heel husband uh, Jordan, and Marco, and we 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 fought to the death. Fun fact: things.
1: that was actually our second most listened to episode. Uh, Last year So yeah We we need to do some brainstorming Guys and come up with something else Yeah like that That thing caught fire man Whenever we released it to To the general public All right, let's hear from Our buddies at the Turnbuckle Tavern And then we will head over To Riyadh for the Elimination Chamber
2: Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern Where every Thursday We give you the most in-depth analysis Of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love The Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth.
1: All right, we are... Getting into the Elimination Chamber. So it's going to be in Saudi again. Uh, You guys know how we feel about WWE doing those shows over there. We'll save the uh, political talk, though. Um, It was kind of funny. I don't know if you guys noticed this. So Becky and Lita were on some billboards over in Saudi Arabia. And I guess that was a big deal because that was like the first time ever that, um, you know, two women have been on a billboard in Saudi, or something to that effect. And... I guess WWE's PR team, they must have sent like some sort of memo or some message out to all the superstars to like tweet about it. And I guess the language they told them to hit was, you know, WWE continues to change the world, something to that effect. There were like 15 of the female superstars that literally posted that word for word. So it's like, <laughs> I just don't know how their, their PR team doesn't give better guidance. You know, like don't put exactly this, you know, cause it just. That's how the media
3: works. Though. Yeah. It
1: looked like one of those weird things you see where like 15 different news channels all. Uh, mm-hmm say mm-hmm. a story like word for word the same way uh yeah i don't know so that's kind of funny it's just it's crazy how WWE such a like smashing success of a company and then they still miss on stuff like that on a uh, on a regular basis but we are back in Riyadh. uh the show's going down at noon eastern so jordan that'll be 11 your time man um you guys got any like special plans for food or drink seeing as how we got the rare middle of the day pay-per-view
0: I don't know. I feel like we should just, I feel like uh, it's going to be the middle of the day. We should just do like appetizers and we should just unlock like, you know, every, every few minutes we should just unlock a new appetizer, you know,
3: like,
1: we were going to do some kebabs and stuff to kind of go with like the Middle Eastern theme, but, uh uh our son brett started eating his ninja warrior class on saturday morning so we may end up just uh, grabbing some, some takeout from somewhere sometimes taco bell party pack just getting a 12 pack of tacos is a, is a good way to go for a wrestling pay-per-view yeah uh,
2: Marco, how about you man you got any special food or drink plan for uh, the elimination chamber yeah not that i can think of but since it's like in the afternoon probably i mean do you think i think it have to be like an afternoon meal or maybe some type of brunch or something like that like you said maybe pick up like a like a like a breakfast meal or something like that. We'll see. Nothing. I don't have anything uh, planned for the, for uh, this. Paper I know. Meal, essentially,
3: all I
0: can think is like, how how are we going to sit down and focus on this? With uh, Marco's got three three young kids. Yeah. We got two young kids. Jordan's lucky. He, his uh, his daughter's a little bit older, so you know she's she's chill to just do her own thing. But. uh, yeah, we're gonna be like it's gonna be a circus. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Brett's
1: really getting more into wrestling though now. He has been like requesting to watch wrestling and stuff. So very true. Very so that's true. been a big help. Uh,
0: he, he does he does request to watch some of the most repug matches. Yeah, he's a
1: sucker made. for a good fiend match too. Yeah. Like Fiend he, Goldberg, yes. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Wall. He, oh, he's, he's, a, 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 he's,
3: he's a, a
1: cinematic, cinematic
2: match. match. He's a gimmick. A he's a gimmick guy. guy. Yeah, yeah the, cinematic uh,
3: experience
0: he's all for it. He loves the boneyard the he loves fight. the swamp fight. And yeah, was like, Can I watch WrestleMania 37?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, the uh he loves the the um Fiend and Randy Orton from WrestleMania 37. Get like, me. yeah, it's uh <laughs> <get> <laughs> me Tell me him what he
0: said when he he was like oh, he, he quoted Randy Orton. Uh, this this
1: one off sentence that Randy Orton said. Oh, when he's just like, "Come on, Bliss!" When he's waiting on Alexa Bliss to enter from from when they. You remember when Randy Orton and Alexa faced each other in that Five Star Classic yeah. uh, <laughs> at a. And the team came back. Yeah, he's, he's obsessed with that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: that, yeah I remember, funny. I uh, my son was like, like he thought it was the funniest match ever. It was the the cinematic match with um the Street Profits and and uh the Viking Raiders. The Viking like, Raiders, yeah, yeah. Oh, when they, uh, when they, when they're fighting each other all over the place, and then yeah, like, weren't they
0: doing like their triathlon thing or like the? You it, know? it
2: was the end of it. It was like it was on a. I think it was like I want to. I think a pay per view was. was they but had they, some skits so- going on Raw leading up to it. Yeah, I remember. The, it, yeah. So they fight each other. They crash through the uh, the glass. And then like these ninjas come and they end up fighting ninjas. You remember that?
0: Oh, I totally forgot yeah, about the, the ninjas.
2: Yeah, my he thought yeah. that he like he was le- like hysterically laughing through the whole thing. I'm like, this is yeah awful. I mean, <laughs> That's not even know, funny.
0: And that that just goes to show you right there the things that we like roll our eyes at and we're like, you know, this is absolutely terrible. Like, th- there's a reason for those items on on pay per views and yeah. on weekly. TV, You the know, kids. like we're not the only
1: people watching wrestling. So, yep. Yeah. It's yeah. always a fun time getting day drunk. You could take Sheena's uh, Elimination Chamber meal idea and just use that with liquor. You know, put like some tequila, some whiskey, <laughs> oh, some hey, shot, vodka, you know, and you got to take a new shot every uh, every time the pot well, opens. hell,
0: Seth's trying to get everybody sauce. <laughs> just like, you know, pass out <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. All yeah, right. Make it to the main event.
1: Let's get into it. We will start with the men's chamber match for the WWE Championship. Sheena. Who is going to leave Saudi Arabia with the WWE title?
0: I think this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to say Brock Lesnar is going to leave with the title. I just think Mm -hmm. they're really just building up his momentum. Like he's just unstoppable going into mania. And uh, even though it kind of, you know, diminishes Lashley's short run as champion, I don't think they care. I think they're going to send the fans home happy at Saudi Arabia. And the way to do that is – Brock Lesnar walking out of there with the title.
3: Yeah, you can
1: never never count out Brock in a championship situation. Um, I don't know. I could see Bobby keeping it. My gut's telling me Matt Riddle is one of thing, man. I, no I think they're going to go.
0: There's only two. I mean, he had this. the
1: whole like the whole through run on Monday Night Raw was, you know, the Brova party and stuff. Like, yeah. he's red hot with the crowd. I think they want to do him and Randy Orton. And I think to really just put a nice, juicy hook in that match, you make it for the championship. I um, hope so.
0: I hope you're right. I would love to see that. But, I mean, I don't my, hope
1: Seth wins, but but my, it just doesn't. I don't really. I feel like Seth kind of lost momentum after uh, his match with Roman at the Rumble. So yeah, Matt Riddle my pick.
0: My guts just telling me that they're not going to go that way, but I would not be mad at that at all.
1: I could see Brock winning for the title versus title if I thought a unification was going to happen, but I just don't know where you go from there if. Um, if you know, if Brock and Roman face off and one of them leaves with both belts at WrestleMania, I don't know what comes next after that, but they could always do it again. Anything's possible with, with Brock and Roman involved. Uh, Marco, what are you thinking, man? Who's walking out with the title?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, my prediction was the same as Sheena's. It's, it's, I think it's going to be Brock Lesnar. I think be the they're definitely, it's definitely going to be a title for title match at Mania. Um, and I mean, we kind of we we talked about this like the, a week before on the Raw down, but. Uh, John, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him credit because uh, we were like, why would they do a unification? What, what are they gonna do with like the? Are they gonna like you know get rid of one of the belts and? And he was like, he 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 thinks they would get rid of the WWE Championship oh, and keep the God. Universal as the main uh, since since that is like kind of like the premier belt right now. It's the one that Roman's carrying, um, yeah. and they have the WWE I mean- Universe, um, and it is the Universal title. It's not the WWE World. Um, yeah. so they can easily kind of relinquish that and make that the main title. And do you know, I think shortly after WrestleMania, the draft's going to come up um, so they can make some changes to that and make that a one title between both brands. <laughs> and, you know, they a lot of things can happen after mania. They do a lot of, stuff,
0: but so is the, is the champion just going to be on television every week? Because I can't imagine one of the networks is going to be like, Yeah, no, we don't want to, we don't want a title on our.
1: I mean, they had it like that for yeah. after the original brand split, yeah. it was like that for a short period of time yeah. Uh, yeah. where there was only one champion and they kind of just bounced back from month to month, but it was always kind of clunky. I could see them instead of keeping it like universal, I could see them just making a new championship, like bringing back the undisputed championship and we get a slightly modified.
2: Version BW's of it. On, But
1: yeah. I don't know, man, I just, I'm having a hard time picturing it. I feel like they definitely want to keep both champs, uh, for, you know, kind of like Shino's was saying, I feel like both shows just need champs. If the, if the U S and intercontinental titles were healthier, you could elevate those and make those the main belt for each individual show. And yeah. then just have the, you know, the big boss bounce back between both of them. But yeah. I don't know, man, I'm just having a hard time picturing it. Jordan, what do you think, man? How do you see this elimination chamber match playing out?
4: So I've been against a unification match for, I mean, Ever. You took me out of it, man. Yeah. So I think my here's my biggest thing of why I don't think they should do it. So like you talked about when they originally did the brand split, the roster was way deeper and you didn't really notice it as much. Like, dude, if you're on Raw and there's no champion on Raw, like talk about making a show worse that's already not great. I mean, yeah. I I just don't get it. But just for that reason, I'm not gonna pick Brock, even though I think there's a damn good chance he wins. I'll take Lashley, and I, I still think Lashley and Rollins wrestle at Mania.
1: That would be cool. I'd be down for that. Seth's definitely getting a little bit of a uh, a babyface turn, so I could see Seth going and uh, snatching the belt from Bobby Lashley at Mania. Um, should be a great match, though. It's all, Wrestling is always the best when we don't know exactly how it's going to play out, so uh, it should be a fun match, and there's definitely a lot of intrigue because there's a few different people that got a chance to win. Let's move on to the women's chamber. So this is to determine, to determine who is going to face the winner of Becky Lynch and Lita at WrestleMania. Uh, Jordan, you are our resident women's wrestling aficionado. Who is going to <laughs> walk out of the chamber as the winner?
4: So let me just preface by saying I, I hope Rhea wins, but it's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Rhea is, will always be uh, – my new era girl. Um, but I just feel like Bianca is the one that makes the most sense here. Um, they'll finally run back the Becky and Bianca match from SummerSlam, which definitely needs to be ran back again. Um, I think Bianca, I'm, I'm going a little bit ahead, but I think Bianca gets her at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, Marco, what about
2: you? See, I think opposite of that, I do think Rhea is going to win the Elimination Chamber, um, mainly because that showing that she had on uh, on Raw, she put on a 44-minute banger. Um, so that shows that so they're – Look
1: at that top that she was wearing also, man. You know, so they had to go to like blackouts yeah, like she was, several she was, times. Yeah, she was, she's was fixing uh, it a
2: lot. She was adjusting her, uh, throughout the whole match. Yeah, her assets
1: were uh, falling out constantly. But, so um, yeah, it was hanging on to your
3: life.
2: Yeah, what I'm thinking is what's going to happen is – and then again, if you li- I've been uh, if you if you haven't listened to the Raw down at all, and you haven't heard my takes on Becky Lynch at all, then uh, you you probably not get this. But I think Rhea's going in a win. I think uh, something's going to happen in between after that and Mania, and it's going to be another triple threat match for that Raw women's title. It's going to be Bianca, Rhea, and Becky in a match together. I think mm. it's going to happen. Yeah, Marco,
1: I, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's kind of the same way. I don't really know how it's all going to play itself out, who's going to end up winning the chamber or whatever, but yeah. one way or another, yeah, I think we're going to end up with those three. That just seems like a huge match, um, and, and I think that'd be a great way to uh to fill some time on that two-day yeah. WrestleMania we got, we got coming at it. Yeah,
2: mainly because uh, Becky needs the, she needs the support in the match to uh carry i will say there's
1: somebody (laughs) that this mcmahon is uh is extremely fond of just got announced on monday night alexa bliss is back in this Mm -hmm. match you know it's been about. i think she's a five or six time champion now there's been a lot of times where she's won the belt where you know in storyline there's literally like no momentum or no reason for it but somehow she becomes champ once again so she's got somebody backstage definitely uh you know is very high up on alexa so she could be a dark horse pick to come in and win this thing on her first match back she's been getting a lot of tv time with this whole therapy gimmick that she's working also so uh see, again same thing could, could go several different ways i think bianca and ria are definitely the favorites you got as a dark horse and then Liv Morgan still got a ton of momentum as well uh sheena what do you think who do you see winning the women's elimination chamber
0: I think it's going to be Bianca. I just feel like it's. I think. I think it's. I think it's going to be just her and Becky straight up uh, at Mania. I think Eesh. they'll have they'll have Rhea doing something else. I feel like they need a little bit more women's content on the card, so they're going to have to split some of these chicks up. You know.
1: Mm. Okay, I can see it. Um, Marco, let's go to our next match. One of these. This dude always he gets like a ten percent XP boost in Saudi. He's got two big wins on his last two shows there. Roman Reigns, tribal chief, defending the Universal Championship against oh, the man. legend Goldberg.
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is uh th- yeah, this is something that's uh, this is scary um, mm-hmm. because you know Ro- mm-hmm. Roman's one 0 he's one 0 in uh, in Saudi. So let's not let's not you know sweep that under the rug. He he has a, a big win too. he has he a big Brock. win. He beat Brock over there, but then you have Goldberg who has had many travels over there. Um, lost once, yeah. and that was to Undertaker. Um, but has won twice, and one of them the being and Bobby yep, and one being a a, a Universal Championship win. Um,
1: that he had no business winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: that he had no exactly. Um, man, it, I wish I I'm gonna try to stop reading like rumor stuff and all that stuff because this you know this thing's floating around of another uh, Brock Goldberg match at Mania. Oh, um, wow. Like there's there's all some there's some crazy things flowing around. That could be the the unification match that they're talking about. Oh, and that's gosh. like there's there's some weird things happening, but I'm not going to go by that at all. Um I'm going to go with my gut feeling um which I've done for the past 500 plus days of this man carrying the title and saying what I'm going to repeat what he said on Friday. He's not a Goldberg Goldberg. Um yeah. it's not going to be a competition. It's going to be a squash. Pen, spear pen done. Get him out
1: of there. I I think Roman's leaving with the belt as well. He may get some help from uh, Jimmy and Jay, but uh, I just have one one wish for this match. My one desire. I want to see a double spear spot. I want to see them both go for the spear at the same time and just (laughs) smash into each other. You know, and for the double down. I feel like that's got to happen. I mean, these are. These are the two most iconic spears ever in wrestling, right? I don't think I don't think Edge is just really aggressive enough to be up there. I, I feel like if you talk of best spear ever, it's Goldberg and Roman one and two, and you kind yeah. of argue on Goldberg's one, just a not spear. that
0: agile. I'm just curious. I'm just worried about him like hurting Roman if they try to do straight sure. smashing
3: heads.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah the
0: exactly. Smash him head to head. <laughs> I mean, just knock them both out cold. You know?
2: Take them out of media again. Geez. You
1: know what do you think? Does Goldberg have a chance to leave with the belt?
0: No, nah, man, I I just can't see it. I I will be deeply disappointed <laughs> if uh, if Goldberg leaves there with the with the title. So I'm um, I'm pulling for my man Roman. Like like Marco, I have not bet against Roman this entire time, and I'm not going to start
1: now. All right, uh, Lita versus Becky. Does anybody think? But does anybody besides Jordan? Because I know he's the biggest league <laughs> mark in the world. Does That's anybody true. besides Jordan? Think Lita has a chance of uh, beating Becky
4: and winning the belt. So I'm just a nobody now? <laughs> no, I am a nobody. We
1: know, we, know, we know that you love Lita. You're we know, L- you your L- never L- Lita. thinking. Lita. Yeah, you
4: yeah. Yeah. She ain't winning. On. Like, relax. I, I do love Lita. She's not winning. Oh
1: my no, my God. There's
0: no way she's winning. Yeah. I can't wait.
1: I hope they have a really good false finish just to really get Jordan going on, uh, on Saturday, man. Uh, what do, how do you think she's going to do though? Do you think we're going to see a good performance out of her? Or what, what what's your thoughts? I mean, is she going to be able to bring it with uh, Becky? Like we've kind of established, you know, Becky, awesome professional wrestler, awesome sports entertainer, not the best in
4: ring. So this one, uh, this one could be a little bit clunky. I think.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I have a
4: feeling it's it's, it's definitely going to be clunky. There's going to be a lot of missed spots in this match, guaranteed.
0: Yeah, and they're going to be wearing their cat suits, you know? So, <laughs> did they wear cat suits last
1: time in Saudi? Yeah.
2: They did? Yeah, yeah. with a big T shirt. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, they just find a way
1: to book a bunch of shenanigans, man. If there's a match that we need some shenanigans in, it's this one, you know? Get us some foreign objects, give us some ref bump, some outside interference for somebody. Let's just have some fun with this one. Because, again, two Austin awesome characters, two Austin awesome sports entertainers, but maybe not the best in ring um so that's the, that's the big matches for saturday sheena are any of the other matches kind of catching your eye that we got there
0: oh yeah i can't wait to see madcap moss <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: gonna be
1: incredible
0: <laughs> no but um I'm, I'm excited to see Rhonda. i want to see you know yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what she's got and uh how how hard she's been training since she had the baby it just kind of inspires me i'm like all right this this chick just had a baby last fall and uh she's about to wrestle they put her with Naomi. So I think Naomi's probably gonna carry the brunt of the of the match this time, but um, I am excited to see Ronda get back in the ring.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it should be a fun show. It's loaded. The last was 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 Crown Jewel. Was that the last one in Saudi? Was that the name of it? Yeah, yeah that, was awesome. or, that was awesome. That was a good or show. Or, Jewel or that, yeah, that that ended up being one of the uh, one of the best shows of last year so so hopefully they keep it up we know they're gonna go all out with the pyro and the stage and everything so that's always fun to see and it's a midday pay-per-view so if it sucks you still got your whole night ahead of you to do whatever you want yeah, that's so true. Uh, We look forward we'll definitely get the live thread going in the facebook group that's always a lot of fun and uh we'll see everybody saturday let's hear from j bone coming down the aisle before we get into some figure news <laughs>
2: You want to feel the roar of the crown? Just strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it along with their fandom. Also... Each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on, it up, and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today.
4: Ooh, yeah, dig it.
1: Alright, it's time for Figure 4, where we get into all the latest in figure news and talk about what we've added to our collections lately. Uh, we're going to take a small detour, but we're going to bring it back to the figures world. The biggest news in wrestling this week, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW. I'm putting leaving in quotation marks because we're going to start off by asking the question. or kick it to Marco first since he's the biggest uh, Cody mark <laughs> we got here. Is this a work or is this a shoot? Oh,
2: man. Um, it, you know, Yesterday, when it was first when they when it first broke, I would I would have said it, it was a work, but as the day went on and more details, even today, more details are coming out um, as as opposed to what happened. And uh, one of my theories was, you know, you know, the the story is, you know, he he said it himself, he didn't have a contract yet. It's it was like six weeks, I think, uh, pretty much a month um, that they couldn't decide on, you know. Uh, a, you know, a contract essentially. Um, but I always go by what JR says on his podcast. When when someone leaves a company when you know someone makes their exit, it's two things. It's either cash or creative. Um and I think in this case it was both. Um uh mm. I, I think he wanted more money um and I think he wanted more control because if you if, a lot of things a lot, a lot of thing people are forgetting is that Tony Khan took all the control of out of, of everything. Like every twenty twenty, yeah, every yeah. He like if you look at if you read that uh the statement that AEW put out about his release, and it says from Tony Khan, he literally is like, I'm, I'm gonna exaggerate twelve different titles. So literally all the titles that like Kenny Omega had, that the Young Bucks had, that Cody Rhodes had, are his now. So he took all he yeah, as, as many people don't want to believe it. He took total control. Yes, all yeah. the all the stars was, have the, uh, yeah. So 2019, uh,
1: Kenny and Cody were really the bookers for like that first year of it, with a little help from the Bucks. And it was early 2020 whenever that initial their initial kind of ratings pop started to dwindle a little bit. Tony took over the booking, and it's really been excellent since then. Yeah.
2: So I mean, like like I said, it's kind of it's not too hard to believe that you know a business can go sour. It can go wrong. (laughs) Contract mm-hmm. doesn't get signed. I mean, I know it seems unfathomable because he's one of the founding fathers, if not the founding I that's father.
0: The, I think that's the biggest thing because all of this was born out of Cody's vision, you yeah. know. And I just feel like, but that—that's the hardest pill to swallow. Not that I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I feel like it's kind of a work shoot. I don't think he's done with AEW. Well, yeah, I don't. I can see him showing up other places, and it's. I mean, it's documented now that he's in talks with WWE, which just blows my freaking mind. Like I I could not believe it when I heard that, like I I believed that he left AEW, but then when they were reporting that he was talking to WWE, I was like, all right, we're getting worked here. Like, this is not real. This is not real life. Because Cody's been WWE's number one, you know, hater since he got to,
2: since since AEW's inception. Well, yeah. and, And I, I mentioned this too, like, you know, if, when you start a new job or you, or you work with a new team, say you want to move from one team to the other team, are you going to go to the new team and root for the other team that you are already on? Like, why no, would you? Of course yeah, not. so like that, that's, but, that's but a different
0: thing. Really you don't have to root for them, yeah. but you don't have to actively root against them or slander them or, you know, have them take up space in your mind either, you yeah. know, and. Cody did all of those things and whether it was for for show or for ratings or for whatever or to get yeah. the AEW crowd like completely bloodthirsty for what AEW was going to offer I feel like you know him kind of going back and doing the ultimate heel turn he, <laughs> Going to
3: the AEW, this is this
0: was the master plan all along yeah. you know we've been talking about is Cody gonna do this heel turn is it kind of gonna be a subtle heel turn like no this this right here this is the heel turn yeah
2: uh, I mean, and, and just to have like the other thing too is like the the amount of like publications that that uh, took this story on. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, like I said, even I was like, like people were like, oh, everyone's in on it. Um, even no, even um, even what do you call it? Um, uh, Amanda Huber, um, Brody Lee's wife, came out and said she she actually responded and said like I'm sick of people saying like I'm in on some work. She's like I've been around wrestling for 20 years. She's like. I, I wouldn't compromise like what we were doing in the AEW um, community outreach thing for for something right. like that. It's like she's like it's he's like he's gone. Does like uh, but but don't people I get? Think he, I think
0: <laughs> that he's gone. I think I, I think the, the the people are saying that he, that he's going to be gone forever or whatever. I don't think that's the people case. People always he's come, back. Like he's come back. It's not like he's going yeah. he's he's to
3: business.
2: Yeah. Like I said, things happen. People like. And the other thing too is like a lot of people think like rose colored glasses with AEW, like everything's perfect. Uh, there's no bad di- business dealings. Like he, Tony Khan himself said a lot of those people that he signed earlier, he couldn't keep track. So all their, he let all their contracts expire. So like, that's why you don't yeah. see Marco's son. That's why uh, like Kip Sabian's just hanging around doing something. Like, yeah. Like all these people that like he signed at the beginning, he didn't keep track of cause he kept, he kept on signing more people. Um, it yeah. obviously got a little bit bigger, so they needed obviously like bigger names. So he like, just had a little bit of buyer's
0: remorse after he, uh, so, like, realized you know that he signed too many people. Yeah, so
2: my yeah my thing about it is like I I want people to see like the actual like like I said I'm not a business major, but I want people to see like the actual they the strip, <laughs> strip away the uh, like the the you know the wrestling part of it, the work whatever, and just go by like people do like people fall out does
1: it, as, as our
0: as our resident business major seth what do you what do you
1: think i say you guys know i'm the king of kayfabe you guys know my rule until proven explicitly otherwise yep. assume everything in wrestling is a work i think this is a work too i'm gonna take you guys about a, a trip down memory lane 1996
2: brian Pillman oh, one was back. one of the
1: hottest characters in wrestling him and eric bischoff came up with an idea that they were actually going to let his contract expire he was going to go down to ECW, make a big name for himself, kind of you know portray himself as the hottest free agent in wrestling, and then come back to WCW better than ever. And they were gonna, you know they leaked all the stuff to the dirt sheets. It was very simply between Brian Pillman and Eric Bischoff. They were working everybody else backstage at WCW. They made sure to put it out there that he was in talks with WWE, and then he was always going to come back. Um, unfortunately, he had that bad car accident. That kind of made WCW sour on the I or Eric Bischoff sour on the idea of paying him the money he was going to be worth and bringing him back. And he ended up having that short run in WWE before he unfortunately passed away. I think they are running this back, man. The things that so I go back to that tweet, or maybe it was an IG post, I forget, but what Cody put out earlier this year, he told fans to be prepared to go on a ride like they've never gone on before so that lets you know it's going to be something super creative um two cody's the pompous asshole that would actually feel like important enough to try to pull off something like this um <laughs> the other thing that makes me think it's a work is the amount you guys talked about how many of the dirt sheet writers have picked up on this story over the last couple of days look at some of the stuff coming out from dave Meltzer and wade keller how detailed it is man like yeah. somebody is specifically leaking them stuff to a detail to we've a never a heard point. before we heard yeah. about you know People being mad at AEW about Cody getting his own bus, like all kinds of stuff. So somebody is intentionally making sure that every single bit of dirty laundry is coming out on this thing, man. Um, I just, I only question how far will they actually take it. Like, will Cody um, actually end up signing, you know, a six-month deal with WWE or something like that, or even a one-year deal with WWE, or will he just bounce around to, you know, some of the indies, go, go, you know, fight with Matt Cardona for the NWA belt and stuff, and then come back to AEW. But I think this is all a work, and it's all leading him coming back uh, to AEW as the biggest heel that they have. Man, it mm-hmm. just—it uh, just like I said, there's just too many signs, and it just makes zero sense for him to go back, man, to WWE. Well, we, well, so we don't. I about like that. Like he's, you know, he's got a new kid. Um, you know, sometimes you got to think about just, you know, securing the future for for your family. And I'm sure is offering more pay than AEW is going to offer. So there is that. But uh, yeah. I just feel like. Uh, I feel like it's a work, man. It just it does. It makes too much sense. And if this, if Cody really was going to take us on a ride like we've never gone before, this is the way to do it, man. This is a super innovative story. Um, and I think they're just working everybody. I think they're working the dirt sheets. I think they're working the rest of the people in AEW. I think this is something between TK and Cody, and they're going to try to pull it off. Well, wouldn't
0: Vince have to be in on this too to allow yeah. him to? Start a yeah, six so. Month call? and yeah. do all
1: this you know? well no i mean maybe he's working wwe i mean wwe might not know this is a work also i'm just mm-hmm.
2: telling you i think this is a deep work man that's i've given not, not that says, enough. Says yeah
0: marco and i conspiracy theorist man and he he just
1: they tried brian pillman tried to pull this off in 96 and it just didn't happen for a number of reasons i think they're going to try to do it
2: man well yeah i mean my thing is too like with with, it's it's not innovative because it's been done before you just mentioned it uh brian pillman tried to do it so i mean and if you're a wrestling fan you do know about that there was a whole um eric bischoff talked to talked about it at length um so in my eyes why would you try to do that again People would step that out easily. I don't think they, they did. didn't pull it off. I, you know, they, they I mean, I, and you know what? You don't know what capacity if he is going to sign back to WWE is, if he's going to be a, like a full time wrestler, is he going to help with? I even thought maybe NXT, have him go back to NXT and help out NXT, um, show up on there. Imagine the, imagine the, imagine what he can do as like, you know, his father helped build NXT. True. Um, sure. Maybe that's something that's enticing him to go back and like, you know, you know, pick up where his father left off and help that. Will, will, will
0: WWE give him a Cody Vader? Well, I think that's going to have to be in the, in the, uh, <laughs> well, the, the other thing too is, gonna in the contract he's going to be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to come out from the
3: curtain. Yeah. You have to raise <laughs> him up from the, below the, the stage.
2: Yeah. The only other thing too, is I, I mean, like I said, obviously I'm not in Cody's head, but like th- for years, ever since like he left the company and like, you know, since he's been with AEW, there's always been, like, this, like, thing where he's been trying to get his father's, like, rights. Like, the right to his father's yeah. legacy. Like, his, you know, everything. Like, to own his father's, you know, stuff, essentially. Likeness, and, yeah. His likeness. And what better way, like, if, if I'm going to go back to WWE and I'm going to cut a major deal, it's going to be for that. It's going to be, like, to be in partnership or something like that. Like, you can still use... Um, my father's likeness but i i get the residuals like that that could be a, a reason he he could sign back too and i think that would be like I a sole did. reason and even like a like probably one of the main reasons if anything because i know that's something he's been if, if you read like any of the news like he's always talking about like all the pay-per-views that his father created and uh the legacy there that any, he has any, um, WWE right
0: after the, the dusty cup
2: you know, yeah, like, like, why would I mean, if I had the chance, I'm Cody Rhodes, and I had the chance to, like, you know, leave AEW, and, and you know, and the, and the only way to get back what my father created, uh, is to go back and like sign with the WWE for like a year or whatever, or whatever. I'm not sure what the deal is, but uh, yeah, I'd do it. I mean, in a heartbeat. I mean, if it's Jordan, if the what do you think, man?
1: Is, the, uh, Jordan, is this a work or a
4: shoot? I'm with Seth on this. This is a work, man. Everything Marco just said makes sense. Dude, Vince is not giving up anything to Cody Rhodes. Let's, yeah, let's not act like Vince is some kind of like reasonable man that's like, oh, <laughs> hey man, uh, I know this is your dad's stuff and everything, but we got this stuff on Peacock here, so it's gonna be a real problem for me yeah. to give this back to you. You think Vince is just gonna pull that shit off and be like
0: we're speaking of Brian Pillman. Let's not let's not forget what he did to Pillman's wife, okay? So he's not a reasonable. I mean, we're rational, also he, I
2: mean you're he, also forgetting yeah. that Vince McMahon is not the like that he's the obviously the decision maker but Nick Khan is the is the deal maker Yeah, deal maker. Well, so, hold on.
4: but you think he's going through Nick Khan on whether or not he can have his father's stuff you, there's I, no no I guess I don't know, like I said, I don't know no. what the, I don't know what the deal is there's no way the, there, dude Cody the last you time he
0: was, Nick, was- Con- Nick Khan doesn't give a shit about that no. like let's be clear
4: Nick, yeah Nick
0: Khan does not give a shit about Dusty Rhodes legacy he does not care about none of that yeah. so if—, if- if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And uh, Vince is the only one who cares about the nostalgia and the legacy and the history and all of that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
4: Notice Vince is the one that always brings back the nostalgia, and you just think he's going to give that over to Cody Rhodes. Like that's why I think I, it it makes sense with what, what everyone's saying about this. Like I get it. Like, Cody wants his father's stuff. Like, I completely get it. Vince is not giving that stuff over to Cody Rhodes. Dude, after all the stuff that Cody Rhodes said about WWE, you think Vince is just going to be like, all right, man, let's just bury it all. We're all good. And I'm going to push you to the top. I, I just. Dude,
0: lots of, I don't think he's going to push him to the top, but I think there's been a lot of people out there that have said a lot of raw shit about WWE and. Uh... They've come back. I mean, maybe James yeah. is literally
2: driving Goldberg, WWE. Goldberg being one of them. Brock Lesnar yeah, being one of them. got
0: her trash <laughs> bag, and they let her come out to the Rumble. Vince
2: yeah. yeah. is
1: definitely forgiving. Uh, Jordan, you kind of made a point about, you know, pushing him to the moon. Let's say – let's play a hypothetical. Let's say this is legit. He signs with WWE. Where do you see him fitting in at, man? Do you think he's actually going to be a main eventer? Is he going to be in, like, the IC U.S. title realm? What do you see them doing with Cody?
4: So, if he legitimately is signing with WWE – there's no, there's no way that Cody would agree to come back and be like, all right, we'll just go right back to what you were doing with me before. Like there would have to be something in his contract where he's in like a main event picture, no matter, it it might not be his entire contract, but when he first gets back, he's going to be in the main event picture. Like I find it hard to believe that Cody's going to be like, all right, man, the last time I was here, you made me do Stardust. Let's just go back to mid card Cody and I'll just call it good. Like he's going to want a main event spot. Yeah, yeah, I could see. Yeah, that. I
0: agree. Um, I thought somebody posted though, like that. Uh, you know, since Cody agreed to never wrestle for the AEW Championship under his contract, like maybe now that he's not under contract, he can
1: wrestle
0: for it because he's yeah. like, you know, the loser loophole you know so they've, they've that, officially
1: that pl- that plays back into the uh my my uh my work thing man you know what i mean their storyline ways this makes sense in aw um, yeah
2: the the other thing i read too is that Br- uh brandy's not part of that either like she's not going to be a part of the wwe it was just you right. Brand, hey brandy's brandy's um, not going
1: back to wwe but he is
2: no but like it actually but see my thing is i don't think he's going back in a in a a wrestling form. Night, uh, I think he's. I think he's going. Uh, I think he's going back as as creative in a cre- like in a business role. I don't think he's. You
0: think you think Cody Rhodes I, I think is he- going to go back to WWE in a creative? I think. I just no. don't
1: know why they would give Cody that man. If they were going to put somebody creative, why wouldn't they put like Seth or Roman? You know what like- and-
0: I they clearly, Cody. clearly Cody couldn't handle the creative and all of the things when he was with AEW because the, like, like Seth said earlier, the ratings were down until Cody or until Tony Khan took over. So they'd be like, Oh, we well, you weren't really good at this at AEW, the company that you kind of like started or helped start. But,
2: this, uh, well, there's uh, always a this. scapegoat. I'll say we don't, we don't know if it was entirely <laughs> on both. Um, Kenny, uh, we, can, we can, you can blame Kenny Omega and, you know, that's a TK is going to do. He's not going to blame himself yeah, for the clinic ratings.
1: <laughs> 25%
0: blame. Uh, you know, 25% is pretty strong. Piece of the blame pie. If, yeah.
1: if this is a he goes back to WWE. I think it is going to be an outstanding move for his, his bank account, his family's financial future. I think that's the best thing that he could do. I think it is going to be disastrous for um, – for Cody's, like, creative pro wrestling legacy, man. Yeah. Think about WWE's track record going way back to when people from WCW would come in or, you know, anytime somebody from outside, uh, you know, is making their wrestling debut. Vince always buries him, man. I see him coming in with a lot of fanfare, having a big match. But, yeah, I see it being, like, when Sting came in, losing, losing to Triple H and Seth Rollins, um, a lot of the big WCW guys that came in back in 2001 and 2002 – um, you know, oh, when yeah. Brock first came back from UFC, he lost his first match back to John Cena. We forget about that because how Brock's, uh, you know, booked now. But yeah. Vince is going to make a point to establish that, you know, you are yeah you may have been the best guy in AEW, but you're fifth best over here back in, you know, the real big league. So, yeah. I don't know, man. We'll True. see. It,
4: but that would be,
0: I mean, Cody going to WWE, like, let's be real, that would be a way to draw – seats at Mania. Even if he has like oh, an yeah. undercard match at Mania, people or want to see him back. People would just be like, what the hell? And you know, the AEW fans I think would just be like, what the hell is going to happen here? So and I think they would even
1: watch. Regardless know? of how it works out for Cody in ring. This is a huge moment in wrestling in 2022 because Cody is the first big name to jump ship back from AEW to WWE, and if that happens, what it's going to do, it's going to make it socially acceptable for anybody right. else to do it. You exactly. know what I mean? For for Darby yeah. Allen to do it, for MJF to do it, because nobody wants to be. You know, that's a big step being the first guy to do it because AEW has definitely been like the cool table in the cafeteria for the last few years in wrestling. You know, nobody. It's, you know, regardless of mm-hmm. how much they're paying you, it hasn't been, like, the cool, uh, you know, the cool hip move to go to WWE right now. You know, there's, there's this big corporate entity. So, yeah. him kind of breaking the deal, and being the first one to do it, that, that establishes paves a way. path. Yeah, yeah it we, paves the way for other guys to do it after this. So, they won't have to, you know, they can say, hey, Cody, if Cody can do it, anybody can do it.
2: Right. Yeah, the, yeah, the other thing, too, is that a lot of people forget is, you know, Cody wants to be more than, like, a wrestler. Um, so, I think, like, what better... What company is going to give you a better chance at entering Hollywood? Um, That's going to be WWE. They they have all the connections with all the different production companies and all the, you know, all the different networks and stuff like that. Not that, you know, AEW doesn't, but... You know, WWE has that open door. Like,
3: WWE is in, a record. Yeah.
2: And you can literally see. I mean, if you can't see Cody Rhodes wants to be like the biggest movie star ever, then you are definitely not a wrestling fan. And you Cody Rhodes been. is going to star <laughs> in like the Marine Twelve. He's, yeah, no, like, exactly. he's going to be the villain in the Marine Eleven. If, yeah. the Miz. if they're like, yeah, we can get you, we can definitely get you like a major. We can, we can get you a, on a on a major movie. Oh, yeah, sign me up. Let's do it. And he's going to have like the a show fifteen, show on USA, yeah. <laughs> all that. He's going to yeah, he's going to yeah, it's going to. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take it around with it if he does sign with them anyway. All right, we promised
1: we'd bring it back to uh, to the figure world. Let's he's the, he's the biggest name in wrestling news this week. Let's go around. What is your favorite Cody figure, Jordan? We'll start with you.
4: Uh, I'll go with the ringside exclusive TNT championship.
1: Yeah, oh, dude,
4: nice. he, he, had, he had a
1: hell of a run. As far as figure runs go, it was an all timer with the first two years of the AWN. on. He had about twenty six different figures. So, yeah, that was pretty epic. Uh, Marco, what about you? Favorite Cody? <laughs> Dang,
2: um, I'm have to go with the Stardust
1: figure. as Elite, Elite thirty six Stardust. Yes, yeah, elite
3: hey, Man, tab. it's uh, almost unfair comparing
1: that to the regular Cody figures because it's so toyetic. But yeah, Elite thirty six Stardust, my pick too. Sheena, um,
0: I guess I'm gonna have to go with. The Blood and Guts, Cody, I you think know, that's, it's that's pretty cool just because it was like that first, the first of the Blood and Guts series for AEW and the packaging was really cool. And that was a really cool match that we finally got, you know, Dustin versus, versus Cody. So I'm going to go with Blood and Guts.
3: All
1: right, let's get into. Did you ask Jordan? Oh yeah, Jordan. What's yours? My bad, man. I already went first. What's your? Had the TNT title one. Yeah, he did. I yeah, did did
0: full mine. that's right. Yeah, Tina, you, pay
1: attention. <laughs> <green>. <laughs> Look,
0: I, I have. I panicked because you took mine. I was going to say that was my favorite because that was where I got the I got the rub from yeah, Cody. He literally wins.
1: took your answer.
0: Uh, yeah, he took my answer. So, uh, Gina's hammered. Yeah, Cody finally <laughs> mentioned me on uh, on his Twitter, which was was just a pretty cool moment.
1: All right, so we had a ton of figure reveals over the week from Mattel. This was since they started doing these monthly WWE, WWE.com reveals. This was by far uh, the best set of them. So we'll kind of go quick hitters, man. I'll kind of just fill out the figure, and you guys give me your thoughts. So we'll start with the new ringside exclusive Wolfpack Hollywood Hogan.
0: Mm, underwhelming. Yeah,
2: yeah,
4: wasn't a huge. I feel job. like
1: Storm. Collect- I feel like Storm Collectibles did this figure better. Yeah, They had, uh, they, they had a white boots, like NWO Elite version of Hollywood. Yeah, its I mean, it's cool. It's not a
0: terrible figure. It's not, nothing's wrong with it. But it's
1: totally inessential. I feel like they just knocked it out of the park with that Hollywood Hogan Ultimate. Uh, and this one can be a pass. All right, so let's get into Legends 15. Wolfpack Lex Luger.
2: I like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: I love it, man. I'm a sucker for any NWO figures. I feel like Lex Luger, 96, 97 Lex is... A little bit underrated in the, uh, the sands of time for as good as he's been. Um, and, it, again, I love putting together the Wolfpack. You so. know, I
0: always, I'm always like, meh, Luger.
1: Meh. <laughs> I, 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 like, I feel like Lex a bit underrated because he was overpushed. Uh, and then we got the Chase, the classic, like, 88, 89 Lex Luger and just the orange trunks. I, 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 I like, love this figure, like too. I like this one
0: better than the NWO. Yeah.
4: That actually be yeah. pretty
1: cool. I'm, I'm at both of these Lexes to the collection. Jordan?
4: Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I love this Legends line, so I mean, I'm gonna buy them all no matter what. So,
1: I wouldn't mind getting an Ultimate Edition uh, USA Lex. You know, we had that one, and I think Elite Twenty Nine. I think Lex is worthy of an Ultimate Edition. Imagine put him in his SummerSlam '94 gear, but then you come with the soft goods like the blue wind pants and like the USA flag windbreaker jacket that he used to wear to go along with that. I think that'd be a hell of an Ultimate Edition.
4: Yeah, That'd be awesome.
1: Uh, we got a ruthless edition, ruthless edition, ruthless aggression. Kane <laughs> comes with the old Raw Tag Team Championship belt. Uh, Kane's one of those guys, like like Booker T, like they've just never had a bad figure. But I don't know how much this is really adding to anybody's collection. Are either one of you guys super hyped up to add this Kane? Mm,
3: uh. not
1: super hyped up but it is a cool figure it's a great figure I mean it's a beautiful figure it's unique from the other ones that have dropped but it's not that unique and I just felt like they did such a good job with that ultimate edition Kane that I don't really feel like I need any other Kane figures you know between that and like the, the decade of domination one with the unmasking one like this this kinda seems like if you don't have a cane figure in your collection, this is a great one to start with, but
3: it could have been cooler if, if
1: the
0: top it. would've been molded and had like those buckles and stuff kinda like molded onto the onto the top.
1: I feel like that would have made yeah, it a little Instead bit, of just painted on mm-hmm, a little bit cooler, but
0: yeah, beautiful cane figure. And That's then cool.
1: last but not least, we got DX Army X-Pac. He's got his uh, white and red DX gear underneath, and he's going to come with the camo pants, the leather jacket, and the DX helmet. I thought this was a pretty cool figure. I grabbed all the DX Army so far, and I'm adding this one. What about you guys?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. I, I kind of wish I kept it as a, the green but um, instead of having the red and black. but. That's little yeah, different. I like red and black because
1: I got the old Elite 33 black and green X-Pac. Um, I'm really, really wanting an updated One Two Three kid figure. I want, like, from his, like, heel run in the Million Dollar Corporation, like, the with maybe, like, the purple, red and black singlet with the bandana on and stuff. I think uh, yeah. I think that's all overdue as far as uh, Sean Waltman figures go for Mattel. But he is pretty well represented
4: in the line. Since you said last but not least, we have to touch on the fact that they put – a Stacy Keebler in her Miss Hancock yeah. outfit and <laughs> named it Stacy Keebler. Like, dude, come on.
2: Yeah. Uh, Just yeah, put yeah, Miss yeah, Hancock. yeah.
4: Just put Miss Hancock on the box, you douchers.
2: Well, I mean yeah. it's probably for it's to try to be kid friendly, I'm assuming, because Oh, so Herbie
4: was, Hancock didn't exist. Kids don't know about <laughs> Herbie Hancock. Probably not. I mean, it,
2: I mean, if you're, your, I mean, if you're if you're, Hancock, if you're, if you're a 15 year old kid, pro- you probably don't know who Herbie Hancock. is. Oh, they right? don't know who John Hancock is. Probably <laughs> I mean, that's, that too. Probably, I'm not sure how the uh, education system is nowadays. Right? your Herbie
1: Hancock. <laughs> I'm uh I'm not a huge fan of this figure, but it's the first time in the line, so I'm definitely gonna yeah. grab it.
0: I hate the I hate the women's knees, dude. They always just throw me yeah, off so hard, dude. Yeah, when they're not wearing like pants or have like knee pads yeah. or anything. Yeah, like, it's, the bare legs. yeah, it's, it's a little bit
4: weird. Ridiculously I'm dis- ridiculously. I'm disgusted by women's knees as well, Sheen. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know. Damn potato knees. <laughs> 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 All
4: right, uh up next, let's get into the new Walmart exclusive
1: Superstars line. Uh, we saw here's a series two with Hall and Nash, uh, HBK, and the Warriors. So let's start with Scott Hall. It comes with the two sweet hands, WCW Tag Team Championship, and uh, the NWO Soft Goods, man. what do you, you guys digging this one? you guys adding this to your collection?
2: Yeah, these look pretty cool. I didn't collect the first series, but uh, these ones are pretty enticing. These, these are uh, these are
4: unreal for me like i i think these are this is an awesome set i, I mean yeah i'm already getting the first set but this is awesome like th- dude i hope they continue this for a while because this is really cool did you get any of yours from walmart yet jordan i got my honky-tonk
1: man came in today i did not get any of them yet Yeah, my honky tonk man came in today. I could say the carding is beautiful and the soft goods look great. And it's just, it's awesome having this like love letter to the Remco line. So I'm really excited. I got Hollywood Hogan on pre-order also. And then uh, I'm going to have to just try to find Ric Flair somehow. I don't think I'm going to grab that Bray Wyatt magician figure. That one was just a little uh, off the radar for me. Up next, we got Kevin Nash with soft good pants, man. He's actually got the little tiny uh, leather pants. With the friends, very cool figure, man. And again, I just I can't wait to have these two guys to compliment the Hollywood Hogan that's in series one. Yeah, beautiful figure. Lo- love the soft goods pants. Then we got Shawn Michaels. Looks like from the '93 '94 era. We got this exact same look in a ringside exclusive back in 2015. That might be the same vest. I'm, I'm I'm excited to look and see if they just use the exact same tooling for that vest. It's possible it's just the same size and it happened to fit, but. They did do this exact same uh, figure and vest on a, on a ringside exclusive elite. Very cool figure. I believe this is the first time Mattel has released the uh, the baby blue Intercontinental Championship belt also in figure mm-hmm. form. We had this as a – Sheena made a custom of this a few years back. And then uh, Forbidden Figurines did one as well. Uh, what you guys' thoughts on this new Sean?
4: Shawn Michaels is really toy addict, so yeah. I'm really excited to add this one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely –
4: and then the uh,
1: last one, this was, uh, we'd seen those three uh, in like some prototype shots earlier. This was a new reveal, Purple Ultimate Warrior. This was a little bit like the, uh, the old Purple Hasbro. It comes with the duster, looks incredible. It's got the warrior from like the old warrior comic book. I love this guy. I cannot wait to add him to the collection. Uh, what do you guys think of the new warrior?
2: I mean. I'll, keep
0: to the, I'll keep it to the Resident Warrior marks.
2: Yeah, the the warrior is a must a must purchase. Uh, I, was, I was gonna
4: say, do you really need to ask us? I know like, exactly. You, yeah. you know we're buying this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Awesome, awesome figure. The man. duster
4: looks dope.
2: Yeah, dude. The yeah. king of the dusters.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, our friend action figure attack, Steve Ozer, he has confirmed on the the wrestling figures message boards that they're going to keep this line. This isn't like a limited line that they're doing for two years and moving on. He said they will keep this line going as long as there is support for it. So, you know, go out and support this line, guys. Let's buy them up because these figures are freaking awesome. It's making I'm eventually going to go back and grab, uh, put together a Remco collection, and I can't wait to see them displayed with the new uh, Mattel versions. Uh, Up next we got something that was another surprise Another Walmart exclusive line We're going to have a series devoted specifically To the Ruthless Aggression era Um, I'm not super stoked for this To me Ruthless Aggression is like the most repug Of all the eras of uh, WWE but we should get some cool figures Out of the first series it's going to be A classic Brock Lesnar With the Undisputed Belt HBK with the Chaps And a uh, Gold Trunks Batista Did any of these figures jump out to you guys as, As must haves for the
2: collection no, no. I mean, I'm hoping it's not just three figures because obviously the Ruth, Ruth. I mean, you can't do ruthless aggression without John Cena. I mean, no. I think, I think Angle, it'll be. Or, I think
0: it'll be a, an ongoing series for at least a little while. So yeah, yeah they gotta have Kurt. They gotta have um, John Cena. So. But yeah, none of these. I mean, they're all cool figures. Like I don't. There's nothing wrong with any of the figures, but I don't. I don't consider them essential figures.
1: Yeah, I have that version of Brock that was a ringside exclusive a long time ago. Uh, I might grab this one just because it's got the the double jointed elbows, so just to kind of um, upgrade that figure. But yeah, the Sean and Chaps does nothing for me and. The Batista looks cool, but he's no match for that Ultimate Edition Batista that we're getting here pretty soon. So I don't really see myself adding that. Also, yeah. Um, for first time in the of Basics, we saw Omos figure. Pretty plain. He's just got you know solid black torso, and solid black pants. I mean, he's kind of what you'd expect from an Omos. I'm interested to see how tall he is. You know, I wonder because the dude looks like an absolute giant on the screen. So I'm wondering how big will be compared to some of the figures like Big Show or like the Great Kali. Um, what about you guys, man? What's you guys' thoughts on Omos?
4: I don't like
2: basics, so I'll, I'll pass yeah,
4: on that. Me neither. Yeah, not, I we're
1: mean, not I'm basics. not basics, I'm have, you know I just got a thing where like if it's somebody's only figure that they have, I got to have it. I got to have one every character, so I'll grab that one. But yeah, it's, it's not nothing I'm super excited about. That's kind of what I'm getting just because I'm a freaking addict. <laughs> um, we had we also saw the uh, ultimate edition fan takeover sean michaels now uh you know i hate a lot on sean because his involvement with the screw job and everything but truth be told i mean he's probably like my favorite my third favorite wrestler ever besides bret hart and uh and seth rollins um i think this figure is just incredible one of the arguably the best sean michaels figure ever made one of the best ultimate editions that we've seen so far and um it's just, you know, it puts me in mind of the Series 2 bone-crunching action, Shawn Michaels in the Red Trunks. I played with that figure so much as a kid, and this one is, like, you know, the ultimate version of that, no pun intended. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about this figure. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Uh, Jordan, what would you think of this one?
4: Dude, this is probably, without seeing it at hand, this might be one of the top three ultimates for me already. It's just, this is an incredible figure. Yeah, it's. I was just mind blown when I saw it, man. Like normally, I haven't been a huge fan
1: of like the chaps and stuff, like the entrance pants that they've done for Shawn Michaels, but they nailed it on this one, man. They just, they really look incredible. I cannot wait to get this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, we saw Elite ninety four. We got the uh, Stephanie McMahon from when her and Triple H first hooked up, rocking the Stephanie McMahon Helmsley shirt. Uh, Marco, are you grabbing this one? To add it into your collection.
2: No, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. no. and that's a, that's not a must buy for me. Um, not not in the least. Uh, yeah, that I mean,
0: figure is definitely of an era. Those those uh bootleg kind of bell bottom pants
1: are something <laughs> there.
2: Ugh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh yeah not the greatest toy like if you're a big step figure obviously you got to have it and if like if you're into fig photography i think it would be cool because there were some pretty iconic uh you know angles and stuff that she was involved in with that gear but
0: she's my she's my doppelganger and my birthday twin We're yeah. both the uh, september 24th yeah. phase, you
1: know yeah it, it's a pass for me um another part of elite 94 mace now he again he goes with like the ascension in the uh, category of like, bad gimmick, bad wrestler, but amazing uh, figure. Like, we, we already got Mustafa Ali. We got Mia Yim. We're getting T-Bar and now Mace. Like, I, I think I got to have this guy who's complete retribution in big Definitely. form. As horrible as they were as a faction. Uh, I think these guys are going to look awesome displayed together. It's
0: like the Bludgeon Brothers, man. Same yeah. thing. What would
1: you guys think of the Mace Elite?
2: Oh, the Mace Elite's awesome. The, the, it's dope, dude. The face paint. Yeah, he uh he actually, on his Twitter, he actually made that his um, profile picture. The uh, because cool. it, 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 the likeness is is pretty amazing. I mean, if if there's one thing about that figure, definitely that uh, the head skins. Um, yeah, I like impeccable. that it's got the
0: removable mask. That makes yeah. it really
2: cool. Yeah,
1: all the accessories look great. Like, yeah, just, he's got unique boots and stuff. Just really, really cool figure. It's awesome to see them really go all out, even for these guys who. Uh, you know, maybe weren't quite ready for prime time on the TV. We're getting two new Bretts, man. This is the first time Brett has been mm-hmm. in the regular Elite <laughs> line since Elite Forty Three. Now the head sculpt's a little bit weird. You know, Mattel's like, okay, you guys are complaining about you guys are complaining about the hair down the face. We're gonna give this guy what like is- a Stevie Wonder hairline. Yeah, um, yeah, it was- it was <laughs> way back. He's got a, hey, way hey, he's got a four head. He's got he's got a five and a half head going, man. Yeah. Um, but it's still a great figure. Caption two iconic moments. They got the, the main line one is going to be from SummerSlam '92, one of the best matches ever against the British Bulldog in Wembley Stadium, and then the chase is from SummerSlam '91 <laughs> when he first won the Intercontinental Belt against uh, Mister Perfect. So I, we did put a question in with Action Figure Attack. We're awaiting response to see if either of these are going to come with a jacket. If not, we're going to have to hit uh, you know one of our our figure clothes customizers because we got to have the jackets to go with these guys. But yeah. would you guys uh, you know? Let's. We're not going to tolerate any Brett slander on here, so let's stay away from the uh, the head sculpt. What did you guys think of these two figures aside from that?
0: They're beautiful, but do are I can't really tell. Mm. Are the glasses metallic?
1: No, they're not metallic. That's a that's a flat finish. Yeah, it's just flat yeah. Face. I mean,
2: they they do them dirty every every time, man. I'm not sure how yeah. you can like you can't. I mean. You can't say anything nice about the about the yeah, figures and the likeness it's, it's and stuff. It's a
0: beautiful human specimen. Like, I cannot understand how they just...
1: I think it's it it on purpose.
0: Every single time. I think the it's a purposeful black, thing. Uh,
1: the all-pink uh, Virgicide Exclusive that came out back in, like, freaking 2013, it had a really good head sculpt and stuff, man. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just gone backwards since then, man. I do not know what they're doing. With his freaking, uh, you know, with his, it's either the face scans off or the hair's jacked up or something, man. The I just, eyes
0: are way I too really deep set. It. Like, it's just, it's, it's, he's got like this caveman style, like, forehead and brow. Yeah. Like, it it it's,
1: like end, it's like, you know, they have the fake razor, the fake diesel, and then Mattel's making figures of the fake hitman. I know? think yeah. they you got the glasses on him.
2: Yeah. I little, I legit think they do it on purpose to spite Fred Hart. I, I, I don't know why. Is that some like?
0: Do you think they do it because <laughs> you've got glasses and they're just like eff it? Like most people will probably display this with glasses. And no. I used to do it with Sasha Banks. Remember <laughs> <Their> <laughs> figures were so terrible. This I is like a, know, for
4: whatever reason they just cannot get Brett man. This is like a sixty-year-old man cosplaying
2: Brett. Yeah, that's what. It is. Like, dude, I, <laughs> I, I just don't
4: get it. These figures are so dope from the neck down, but that head scan is is atrocious, <laughs> dude.
2: The Butterface,
0: man.
4: Yeah. It's
1: weird because there's other guys they made who, I mean, it legit looks like they just like shrunk down the human being into a figure, you know? So I don't know. I don't I mean, know what look the deal with the, dude, Look
0: at the level of detail on that Mace figure. I'm like, telling I mean, you. They have, they have his sculpting, his chin, his lips. I mean, the the detail in the hair and the face paint is just like, on point. And totally. then Brett, it's like, they, it's like they took one of Brett's doodles of Brett and just like scanned that for the face.
1: Maybe what? it's because Brett's gear is always so intricate that like they just can't afford to toss Bullshit. any budget. Bullshit. Bulls. Look at yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah but
0: kidding. that's mostly
1: like black. There's no like super like detailed designs or anything. But
0: it's all but they all have they have all individual like tooling and stuff for him, dude. Whereas like Brett's pretty much just
2: like ring gear, basic yeah. ring gear and knee yeah, look, pads and boots. Yeah, look at any other figure. Look at the free look at um uh, Damien Priest. I mean, they, like it literally looks Bulldog like a, mini- a freaking yeah. It's exactly. a miniature Damien Priest. Priest. Yeah. Like it looks literally like him. And, and, yeah, and they, it, they
0: made all with like multiple colors, soft goods, cake. Yeah, I'm telling you, you, know, you they, they individual individual
2: sculpted dreads. Yeah, you it's, know, like, it's purposeful. They're doing if that. You, if you zoom <laughs> in on Brett's eyes
4: on this figure, you can literally see him dying inside. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it, <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand how this continues to happen. Like he looks um, more and more like a crackhead that's homeless <laughs> every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hitman getting hit the crack, man. Yeah, yeah It's it's
3: we'll,
0: we'll move on. We'll move on. I'm getting depressed talking about Brett
1: Either <laughs> way, uh, Yeah. Either man definitely had both these fairies in the collection and cannot wait to have them. Man. Uh we have to go along with the Brett, there is gonna be uh Elite ninety four, like the the collector's edition figure is gonna be the British Bulldog. So this yeah. is very similar to the Elite Thirty Nine Bulldog that came out, but he's gonna be in the attire from that SummerSlam ninety two match. And this time he comes with the soft goods cape. They gave us this accessory once before, but it was a rubber cape that wasn't very poseable and stuff. This thing looks beautiful. Um I, I I'm assuming we're you know, we're all adding this to the collection,
2: right? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's a, a very
4: very sick figure.
2: It's iconic. So he Her, uh,
4: Bulldog just had a collector's edition figure like five lines ago, though, right?
2: Yeah, it's kind of yeah, weird. yeah. It was right at, right at the start of this year.
1: I want to say it was maybe Elite eighty two, possibly. But yeah, it was based off of the uh, the British Bulldog's his tag team look. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're giving us some Bulldog love. I think he'd be another guy who'd be ripe for an ultimate edition. Maybe we, maybe we could get an ultimate edition of his heel look from like late ninety five in Camp Cornette. I think that would be pretty sweet. Um, back when he was, you know, main event with Brett and Sean.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's get into some more incredible Ultimate Editions. We saw Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania One, man. This thing looks like an updated version of the 16 inch LJN figure. Yeah. Got the Hulkster and cursive headband. First time in the line, we're getting that 84 uh, World Championship belt. I am very, very excited to add this to, to the collection. Uh, if we have to see it in hand, but this is possibly the best Hulk Hogan figure that Mattel has done. I, I'm over the moon for this one. Despite the fact that Hulk Hogan's a racist piece of shit. Um, you guys of
4: I mean, I, co- I collect every ultimate edition, so you don't even need to ask me if I'm adding these, but this Hulk Hogan is phenomenal. You are exactly right. Yeah.
2: Marco. I mean, yeah, it is pretty awesome. I did. I did pick up the uh, Hollywood Hogan one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I collect all the Ultimate Editions, and that's the only reason why I'm getting this because obviously Hulk Hogan's a racist piece of shit, so... Yeah, <laughs> I mean. my heart could not have
1: said it any better, man. All right, so another one. This guy, I don't quite know that he deserved an Ultimate Edition, but I, the more I'm looking at it, man, I think this one might replace my uh, my San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. We're getting Mr. T from WrestleMania yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of complained um, on that, you know, the Comic-Con figure was really kind of a mashup of a few different looks when yeah. you know, we were like, why is he not in his WrestleMania one gear? Um, obviously, you know, it's the figure business. It's not the figure friendship. So I think Mattel kind of had in mind, let's just put out a badass kind of all purpose figure first. And then we could put out some of his more event specific looks later on and, and sell multiple Mr. T figures. Um, this thing looks great. It's got the ropes. Got, I love the little Hulkamania ball cap and stuff. Yep. Um, Def, I think we're all gonna be getting this one. My question is though, are you guys once you guys get this one, is your San Diego Comic-Con expendable or are you guys gonna hang on to both? I'm keeping both.
2: Yeah, I'm keeping both. Because you can have one as like the you know the the WWF at the time, Mr. T, like his debut, but then you can keep the other one as like the A-Team uh, Mr. T. So because he kinda has like the you know the the camouflage jacket with all the yeah. chains and everything. So you can have them as two different like, the two different personalities of Mr. T, so. Yeah, I'm going to look at, once I get this one in hand, I'm going to look at them side by side. Um, I'm definitely keeping the
1: Ultimate Edition. The other one I may keep, I may just kind of rob the accessories and kind of turn that Ultimate Edition into, like, a two-for-one figure. Yeah. Um, But, you know, both are great. The San Diego Comic-Con was great, but I think this is, if you're only going to have one Mr. T, this is definitely the one to have because it's going to look tremendous next to that Hulk. Yeah. Um,
2: Oh. Yeah. yeah. Before, oh, before we uh before we exit, we didn't talk about this uh yet. So there was like I think it was like a couple weeks ago or last week. There was a there was like a a, a toy fair and they had the, um, the AEW is coming out like their own Ultimate Edition line. I think yeah, the dream the, uh, Edition. Uh yeah. um, What the, it looked like the first two are going to be Britt Baker, Cody and, and Britt. Cody. Do we see the Cody Rhodes figure? And that looks like he's wearing the um. Like the Homelander, like with the jacket, that big long like trench coat and oh, everything. Yeah.
0: Well we're definitely gonna get it, dude. Think about how many people so. have been let like, go from WWE and then still gotten their, yeah. their
2: Mattel figures. And plus it's all a work. He's
1: gonna be back in AEW. <laughs> well, that, be favorite, that, so. that
0: aside, yeah, yeah,
1: that there's another that's yeah, that's exhibit B on my my you know, case that this whole thing's a work. Um but yeah, that looks pretty cool. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it. They they did say it's gonna be added articulation. Um yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with that because I feel like, you know, the only thing they're really missing from the Ultimates right now on just their baseline figures is like the toe articulation. So maybe they'll have like jaw
0: articulation. Maybe they'll be able to blink.
1: I want articulated fingers.
0: Yeah, Imagine I think our
1: fingers are articulate. could be articulated. Be yeah, cool. the
0: fact that we haven't gotten that that feature on a Stone Cold figures is, is just absolutely criminal. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have, you don't have to give us the sculpted middle
1: finger hands to Yeah, just let us, let us, with let the us play
0: a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, give us some articulated <laughs> fingers. Like, you know, nobody's none the wiser. You know.
1: I still want to see some super high end figures. Like, so I've seen there's some Japanese figures. It's not Storm Collectibles, but some of the other like really really expensive uh, Japanese companies make these where you don't see any articulation like the entire figure like the the outer layer is like yeah it's like a thick like latex type material that's so like you can do articulation it'll hold but it's covered by like you know basically it's like the figure has like actual skin instead of uh you know, I don't like know why it that creeps out. me out. Yeah,
0: that's really. a little like, weird. Totally, it totally creeps me out. Like it, it's such a good concept. <laughs> I totally understand I just think why they do awesome, it because man. like, like it photography. Fit. Yeah, there's no seams, no no joints. Yeah, like imagine that. having
3: like a
1: Shawn Michaels like that, and you could do the HBK pose and like have like fitted ring gear. That's the other thing you could do. So you wouldn't even necessarily need it for like the legs because you could put ring gear.
3: Yeah.
1: Actual like cloth like fitted ring gear that fits good. You know, a lot of times when they've done like the soft goods ring gear it looks a little clunky you know there's only certain yeah. tires that you could work that for but you know if you go if you go to rf customs you can see that incredible like brettman heart i wouldn't call it a figure it's more yeah, of like a statue a but imagine if we had something like that that you could get down to like the consumer level you know maybe make them like 60 bucks a piece or something um i think that's really the next step for these things to go because we're in the golden age of figures right now and it's kind of it's at the point where it's hard to imagine like what they could do to even make these things better so they're going to have to get creative. The great thing is there's enough people in the space right now that there's a lot of healthy competition seeing, uh, you know, who's going to rise to the top of the figure game. So speaking of multiple players, Chella dropped a really cool release, this, uh really cool teaser this week. We saw the samples of their Gangrel figure. This thing looks outstanding. It's going to be part of the Wrestling Megastars line. Got the blood splatter on the shirt. Um, he's only missing the goblet. Actually, he's no, he is going to come with the goblet. There, yeah, He's going to come with the chalice. Uh, this thing looks awesome, man. Are you, are you guys in on this uh, Chella Gangrel? 100%. Oh, yeah.
4: No doubt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love everything Chella's doing, man. I can't wait to see their uh, their uncensored lines start coming out. Hopefully those really hold up to uh, what they've been doing in the Hasbro form factor, because that would be amazing. Um, let's move on to what we've had in our collections. We won't do the traditional weekly uh purchases because it's you know we're kind of going semi-weekly now on the releases uh but let's maybe just go around and share some of the cool or like most uh you know the stuff you've been most excited to add to your collection over the last couple of weeks uh, jordan we can start with you
4: so i got uh the zodiac finally um nice. and this week i got the ultimate edition ultimate warrior or last week so that's that's the two main things i've added in the last couple of weeks
1: Yeah, I was excited to get that Warrior figure, man. I still, you know, me and Jordan had a detailed conversation about this figure on the phone. I love it. It is a great figure. It's the best version of a look that we've gotten plenty. I just feel like there was a better version of it we could have had. If they could have somehow executed um, interchangeable torsos so you get the torso without the paint uh, to represent his, you know, pre-match look and post-match look and then i felt like that the head sculpt where the face paint was gone the hair needed to be different you know the war it was a very distinct look for warrior after that match where his hair was so sweaty that it was all basically laying down flat uh, and i think that would have been incredible if they could have somehow captured that look so yeah. i had some issues with that figure but either way i'm still stoked to have it and it's you know definitely fitting to the ultimate line um, I had, aside from that, I talked about, I got that honky tonk superstars figure. Very cool. And then Jordan was able to help me out on finding the Jake, the snake, Robert's legends figures. Those are awesome. Uh, you know, if you go back in the archives, you can hear, we did a watch along of the coal miners glove on a pole match. So that figure got <laughs> yep. real value for me, you know, talking with my peeps, you know, Marco and Jordan watching that match together. Yeah. And now we got it in figure form and the blue trunks Jake. I think that's arguably the best Jake, the snake Roberts yep. that we've ever had. Um, Marco, what else you add to the collection? In?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, the, so yeah, definitely the, uh, the legends line, even the, uh, I got the, the chase. So both, both Jake's Yeah, the, the blue tights definitely pop. Um, it, it's, I, even though I do, I do love the chase one. I think I like the, the blue tights Jake better for some. Oh yeah.
1: Some yeah. Blue tights is awesome.
2: yeah. Um, also got in the, I got, I got in the, uh, the, the triple H and the ultimate warrior, ultimate Editions. Um, as well as I'm not yeah, the Triple H uh, Ultimate Edition? Uh the the not the tri- I'm sorry, just the Ultimate Warrior. Why right? did I say Triple I was like yours. Yeah, that's a, awesome. I have dude. a deal. I have a deal with uh you that. <laughs> um, no, but um what else did I get? I got the oh I I end up I got the um I'm not sure if I mentioned this. I got the the Major Bros Bendems too as well. Um the uh the four packs so all four nice. of these guys. They're actually pretty cool. Um I was playing around with them easy. You, can, you don't have to like To tear the I do like the packaging Because you don't tear The box open You just like You just slide the back card out um, Okay You just pop it up Yeah and you just Put it back in When you when you finish Messing around with it um, That's what she said the, True Thanks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that's pretty much It on my side Alright
1: cool man well, Let's Sheena uh, we got some Listener mail this week uh, Of course we do Alright let's hear from Nick and the Extra Cooler gang And then we'll get into Listener mail
2: Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your
1: buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, Sheena, hit us with it.
0: All right. um, Our first question comes in from Zach Herzler. He says, do you have a favorite wrestling rivalry?
1: I would say... You know, uh, my mind immediately goes to Bret Hart and Steve Austin because they're classic WrestleMania Mm -hmm. match, but I'm really thinking about the best series of matches that spanned years, I'm going to go Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I just think they had an awesome rivalry, and if you think about it, it really lasted like decades on and off.
4: Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Uh, I'm going to go Vince and uh, Stone Cold. That's a good one. They didn't have a whole lot of matches, but, dude, that that defined uh, our middle years of our life, so I'm going to go with that.
2: All right, Marco. Huh. I'm gonna go uh, Cody Rhodes. And, no, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes and Money. I'm gonna go with Cody Rhodes and Money. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna Rock Austin. That's my uh, favorite uh, rivalry. Just how it, how it, the beginning, you know, all the way to the end when uh, you know Stone Cold did kind of like a swan song uh, when the Rock finally uh, pinned him and sent yeah. him back into
0: go with that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with brett and omen i just feel like that yeah. was just such a good rivalry brother versus brother um they just they just played it so well everything was just beautiful about that so i look back on that super fondly and we got the um you know infamous kick your leg Drunk out of your stomach. leg. so you're the damn selfish, selfish. Yeah, that, That's oh, all had to do with Agni, but That's a classic around the sales. <laughs> we, we, we always pull out the you two damn selfish uh, as, a, as a regular verbiage around here So, yeah, thanks for that Thanks for that question, Zach It says, uh, John JV says How do you like your coffee in the morning? I know it's a random question So, Seth does not drink coffee Jordan, are you a coffee drinker?
4: Uh, no, I like my coffee uh, not at all
0: <laughs>
2: Marco, <laughs> do you drink coffee? Yeah, I, I, don't dra- know, I, 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 thought, I thought Jordan drank coffee. What about you, Marco? No, I drink coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. How do you I How do you, you fix your drink. coffee? Um, let's see. It depends. Uh, very very light in the. I mean, I could I could do black coffee sometimes, but uh, very light. Like
0: you don't gotta be a hero. You can just say
2: it how it is, dude. You know. Yeah, I do you, like you very know. light cream. A couple shots. I bet you do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
2: a lot, a lot of cream. Wow.
0: So I, uh, I love coffee. It's no secret that I absolutely love coffee. I I like it in many many forms. Uh, my daily my daily grind is so it's French press. I go with the French press. Um, I do like pour over coffee as well, but uh, I typically do the French press, and um, I do a little bit of just raw. Raw milk cream um, and then sometimes a little bit of maple syrup, sometimes not. It just depends. But uh, I-, I like cream in my coffee. I've drank black coffee a long time. You know, I've made myself do it for uh, various purposes, but I don't think I've ever really truly enjoyed drinking black coffee. I feel like it's one of those things people like, oh, they like, they brag about it. Like, oh, I drink black coffee. Like, you know, there's no trophies for drink- drinking black coffee, people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you gotta got spruce up that bean water a little bit. So I do a little bit of raw cream um, and uh, and maple syrup in my in my coffee. So that's how I like it. All right, Mike Rivera says, What did y'all think of the halftime show?
1: Didn't watch it. I was I watching
3: it the actually, it was and rumble, the rumble and it was fucking uh, lit
0: what what I saw of it was was, was okay um I, I heard so many people saying it was amazing best thing they ever saw I need to go back and like you know watch it in its entirety um but uh, I have not had the chance to to do that yet Marco I know you were super hype on it what what were your thoughts on the, the halftime show? I thought it was
2: awesome um you could definitely go it's like everywhere you could go back and watch it like I mean it's like I think it's like 15 minutes It's not that long um, yeah. yeah I thought it was I thought it was really I mean I thought it was really good. Performances from everyone. Um, uh, you obviously you probably seen like the Fifty Cent uh, memes that have been floating around everywhere because he looked super huge uh, when he was hanging upside down. But uh, okay,
0: so first of all, first of all, I have I have some beef with that because I feel like it's just so easy for people to just be like, "Oh, Fifty Cent looks like he's actually First of all, it was twenty years ago when that song came out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. So, and also, he didn't look that bad. And if that was a woman, people would be up in arms like oh, if people yeah, were like yeah. oh did you see mary j blige she put on some lbs yeah like people yeah <laughs> were leave them their freaking minds so the fact that people are out there talking shit about 50 who could still probably kick their ass or if not he's got enough money to hire somebody to kick their ass like, <laughs> yeah. it, just, it, it just blows my mind that people would like make make jokes about him you know well, what i mean yeah and i mean it doesn't yeah. blow my mind because trolls are trolls all over the place, but it just—I hate the double standard. Like, if that had been a woman, if that had been freaking Lizzo out there, and somebody said something about their weight, they'd be canceled. Oh, yeah, Straight exactly, up be canceled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but because because Fifty Cent come out, you know, looking like you probably had a you know a little bit of cake over the holiday season, like everybody's, <laughs> gonna, everybody's gonna lose their damn minds,
2: like. Uh, the other thing too like they showed like they showed him like like even before it or after it and he was like talking to somebody he he was he looked he looked like 50 cent. Yeah. I think he was yeah. At
0: all he's never he's never been I mean he's always been big and beefy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's never been like a little guy. I yeah. just I don't I don't know. I thought I thought people way over over blew that and I don't know I don't know any of them and any of those efforts out there that were saying that stuff, I'd like to see their twenty-year progress photo and yeah. see how they're looking <laughs> from twenty years ago. You know um, what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me see your transformation photo. Yeah. The um, other,
2: yeah, the other highlight I liked from it too was they did like a little um, tribute to Tupac. Uh, yeah. uh, Doctor Dre played the beginning of "I Am Mad at You" on the piano. Which is pretty cool, uh, which led into a song. It was actually and they did it, California it Love. Yep, they went right into California I, Love, which is awesome.
4: That halftime show was awesome. I, I yeah. loved it. I wish yeah, you I had I, done more than one song, but outside of that, it was
0: I good. Go I, I wanted to watch it, but then we met. We had the decisions to do the uh, you know the Rumble, and the Rumble ended up being awesome. So I was I was stoked for that. But um, last question comes in from our man Tony Barker. He says, "Um, do you have a favorite?" Super Bowl commercial of all time.
1: It's got to be a uh, Bud.
0: I knew you were going to say that. I don't know Bud,
1: why. Bud, yeah. Bud, <laughs> yeah. it. That was,
0: that was like the a freaking... Um, it's
1: iconic, man. Yeah,
0: iconic. Yeah. I, I,
1: or, it's, I would go with that or a, a big tie between all the old Bud Bowl commercials. I missed the
2: Bud Bowl, man. Yeah, the Bud Bowls are really good.
0: Yeah. Mine was going to be a Budweiser commercial, but it was a... Uh, I don't know if it was, it was several years ago. There was like a a, a dog and he was like with all, he was like best friends with all the horses. Yeah. And he kept kept escaping the little adoption agency and like going and visiting the horse. And then when somebody actually took him to leave, the horses all charged and like stopped the car. And uh, he was leading the horses back out of the river, like getting all choked up and like crying because this this little dog was like leading all these Clydesdales. Uh, Yeah, it it, it was, that's one of my favorite, most memorable. And all the old Pepsi commercials are always uh, yeah. They'll always
1: do with all that. The, like, the pretty, old uh Brady Spears. The WWE Attitude commercial from 99 was pretty lit, also, man. I, was, I, I remember, remember that. I, mean, I remember being so hyped that WWF was actually going to have a commercial in, <laughs> awesome. in the Super Bowl.
4: My favorite <laughs> my favorite <laughs> will, My favorite will always be the Larry Bird and Michael Jordan McDonald's commercial.
1: That was a good one, too. That's that'll that'll always be be my favorite. One. Off the ceiling through the window, yeah. <laughs> yeah we
0: were, we actually made a point that we all the com- like there were no good commercials this year that we saw. Like everything was like so lame and so yeah. just it just felt normal. It felt like a normal Sunday watching football. It just did not feel too like too much crypto.
1: Thing. I mean, crypto is cool, but it doesn't make for good commercials. I love no, that. Uh, and then
0: the five G phones, like they had Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton doing the five. Like, yeah, I mean, five G phones been
1: out for years, dude. Like, that's yeah. I didn't know that was something that still needed to be hyped up, man. I love that uh, Coinbase was like arrogant enough to just throw up a QR code on the screen and like there were enough like people like idiots out there who were like, yeah, let me just go and randomly scan, uh, you know, this QR code with this device that holds all of my personal data.
3: To yeah.
1: Um, all right, so that's a wrap for episode 162 of the Chick Foley Show. This has been fun. Again, uh, we're going to be coming right back at you guys here in a couple days with a little chick quickie with the Elimination Chamber review. But, you know, let's go ahead and remind the lifters where they can find you guys on social media.
0: All right, before we get to trivia, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam and all the fun happening in there at chickfollyshow and also follow our Pod brethren over at Pod Foundation and keep up with all the goodness that's getting pumped out every single day over there.
1: And reminder: support Ringside Collectibles by using code Chick Foley to save ten percent, and use code PF10 at Chalkline to save ten percent on all of your nostalgia merch. All right, it's time for the trivia question of the week. I already got the record. I'm just trying to pad my lead. I'm going for the fifth straight question cheetah <laughs> it would really be best shot so this
0: pisses me off cuz i picked a card and i had a question i picked the card at random and the question at random this that comes in with his like you know little modulator randomizer and um i i i did it for random so I, this is a random question but i was just trying to stump him and uh, let's see if this stumps him what wrestler attempted to steal jake the snake or jake's snake at wrestlemania 5
1: what wrestler i mean shit dude Uh, nah. What wrestler stole Jake's – is it attempted to steal or stole? Attempted to attempted. steal. So
0: what wrestler attempted to steal Jake's snake at WrestleMania 5?
1: All right. So I know he was wrestling Andre the Giant. I'm going to assume it was somebody from the Heenan family. Um. I don't
0: know. i will say hot Five, four. Uh, no. Anybody want to jump in and steal this one? Nope. Thought you would have this one, Louche. Nobody knows. Nope. Everybody's everybody's cas- cashing out. All right, the answer is Ted DiBiase.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember them feuding, but I didn't think they picked that four, five. I, okay. I want to say Rick Rude, man, but uh, I knew Rick Rude just fought the Warrior at that one. So yeah. All right, Marco, you're back up next week, man. So four. That's the uh, that is the record for for trivia questions of the week. Jordan, leave us with some closing thoughts as we head into elimination chamber
4: weekend. Let's, uh, let's watch some Elimination Chamber. Hopefully get drunk during the day and enjoy our Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Clearing up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My niggas look mad. Y'all
1: supposed to be happy on the street. Y'all niggas look like
4: y'all wanted me to stay in jail. <laughs> oh, this. Put me rolling in my
3: 500 pins. I got no love for these niggas. There's no need to be friends. They got me under surveillance. I swear somebody can tell them. No, there's no being sold. But I ain't the one telling. Don't want to be another number. I got a fucking gang and weed to keep you going under. The federalities want to see me dead. Niggas put right.